Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The emotion and Dortmund against all the odds are European champions. Hey, BVB fans, welcome to Believe in Borussia, your source for Borussia Dortmund infos in the US. My name is Tilo, this is our episode number 25, and it is a very special one because we have a very special guest, but more on that in just a second. So the season is in full swing now and we have busy weeks ahead. There's the Champions League starting, league games on the weekend for the men and now for the first time in its 111-year history for the women as well. Yes, Borussia Dortmund finally has a women's team and I got you The woman who made it all possible, who's pulling the strings in the back. Why, how, when and what, we'll discuss that in a moment. And of course, we'll also have our weekly fan chat, this time returning from Canada back to the American heartland in Kansas City. But before we continue, a short message from our sponsor. With a new updated site and interface and even more odds, props and contests, Bad Online continues to be the number one source for everything football, soccer, sports. So head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today, receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bad Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bad Online, your online sportsbook experts. So today we have two guests on our show and we're going to start with our fan chat. If you are out there and you have a fan club or a Borussia Dortmund congregation in North America you want to talk about, just hit us up, send us a DM on Twitter, on Instagram, what have you, and let us know and talk to us on the show. So today I'm talking with Andrew from Kansas City or in Kansas City, I should probably say. And Andrew, why don't you tell us a little bit just about yourself and how you started becoming a fan of Borussia Dortmund? Well, I'm from a small town outside of Kansas City, but I do live in Kansas City proper. Um, how I actually like kind of started being a Dortmund fan was around 2007. We get foreign exchange students from um, from around the world, and there was a couple of German uh, kids coming in. And at my brother's age, there was a gentleman. I I can't remember his full name, but I remember his name being Tim. And he was from Dortmund, actually. And he would talk to my brother about how like Dortmund is his favorite club and 
he would get into little rants about us like having our phone service be T-Mobile because T-Com and T-Mobile being part of Bayern Munich. So he always talked about that. And so I followed them a little bit while I was having my first love with Manchester United. And then throughout the years, I've just became more accustomed to Dortmund because I just love the German game and how it's not all the pomp and circumstance and the rich fancy pants of the English league. So I've just fell in love with them more and more. And I would have to say like my official uh, fandom would be a ride around 2016, 2017. All right. So to reiterate, basically there was one crazy Dortmund fan. Well, just a normal Dortmund fan really who referenced anything and everything to Dortmund. And by that, I mean the club, not the city. Mm-hmm. And I put him on the map for you. And then you were like, Hmm, every time you saw them, you were like, Oh, this is this team again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have to say like, as a 29 year old, like growing up in the mid 2000s, FIFA and the Uni- FIFA video game, I should say, was really the catalyst to start grow you know the growth of my love of the sport and that happened with a lot of people around my age uh so like a bunch of people of course they went to the english premier league like i did but when we started to play games against your friends you're like i'm kind of tired of playing this one team let's mess around a little bit so my second team always dortmund So I always play as Manchester United. Then we're like, okay, I'll be Dortmund. And the person might pick Barcelona or Real Madrid or any other uh, Premier League team. And I'm still, at this time, this was Dortmund being probably like a three or four star club on the game. Well, he's still choosing five stars. And I'm still still beating the kid either like three nothing, three one. And it was, just, it was just fun to play as Dortmund because it wasn't a big team. It showed how I can, like, be versatile while playing the game. And I think that just later on solidified, okay, this is my German club. Then to, okay, this is my club to follow. Got it. I mean, yeah, when, in 2007, Dortmund was relatively dire. But, I mean, things picked up, you know, right after that with Klopp coming in 2008 and then obviously culminated in the championships in 2011 and 2012. So, um, okay. So, we got that you, how you got from being, you know, a kid from a small town in, around Kansas City to becoming a Dortmund fan to, you know, liking this club um, and picking as your personal favorite, how do you go from there to starting a fan club? Well, I have to say that I am not the person that started the fan club here in Kansas City. I am, I would consider myself as maybe the club liaison uh, to us, Um, or some people would see me as, you know, main part of leadership. But the person that I would really have to credit um, credit the start of uh, uh, Brunenstad here for Kansas City, his name is Jason Rose, and 
He started right around, I would have to say, 2012 to 2013. He became a fan a long time ago uh, for Dortmund. But he started the, he's tried to start a fan club around that time in 2012 and 2013 and growing it, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. And we started, like, at this place called the Football Club. Well, uh, I guess as another person in our Kansas City Bundesliga group calls it uh, Soccer Applebee's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just the as he says, the look of it on the inside was just was just like an Applebee's filled with soccer soccer memorabilia. Uh, so they were there, and he was started out there with the club, and then as we started to get grow and as we get pe- as they got people there, then we moved to our current location which is Casey Bierko, which is a nice brewery that sell that does uh, German brews to the T. Um, I could get more into that, but we're here about the soccer. So we're at this nice German brewery in Kansas city, watching the Bundesliga with, um, you know, having Dortmund on and the other clubs with that. And I think it was right at 2016, we officially became a, cl- a official uh, club for Dortmund. Got it. So basically, you all, to different degrees, were into Dortmund following the Bundesliga and just, you know, the whole soccer community in general. And then it, I guess, solidified over meeting over and over again and having mm-hmm. a good time and then just being like, let's make this official. Yes. Yes. Great. All right. So um, how many people are within your crew now like is there uh, a lot of fluctuation or is there like a a core group give us an idea of like you know like how many people are coming and hanging out watching football with you with the core group it's about five and that just depends on what's going on that weekend because you know everybody is busy everybody has you know either business or families to take care of but there's always five that go in the mornings and then it just fluctuates uh depending on what time the game is who's playing and all that stuff so for a big game say all right the classic i don't know bayern munich for example 12 30 or 11 30 i guess at your uh destination can you turn the place inside out the thing about uh the thing about that is that we get about 10 to 15 for Dirk Classic, or maybe 20 if we're lucky. We do shut the place out because, again, being part of the, just as a Bundesliga as a whole, everybody shares one place. So it looks like ketchup and mustard at, at Casey Birko for that match. And it's packed to the T. It's, pa- it's packed. And I really enjoy it because when I followed, uh, united religiously and i go out to places to watch like if it's a big match we get you know a nice sized group but i like it when both teams both fan clubs come together and they and they just heckle one another and watch a great game while we have great beers and some delicious vice versa there <laughs> well that sounds like a good time for sure so just for the record 
can you maybe state just the address and you know where you guys are meeting? So where can we meet this Bundesliga place? So where we meet is 79th and Warnell, which is will be South Kansas City. Um, and it's just right off of Warnell. Um, and it to me, I know a bunch of people that are listening to this are big, big Dortmund fans. Of course, come in if you're coming into the city. We'll be there always on Saturdays. Sundays is a little bit tricky, but if we stay in the Champions League, we will have Saturday matches. Um, but to the person that's like, okay, I don't have a club, Dortmund's there, but you still want to just hang out with just a general Bundesliga crowd, come on over. We have a person that's a Leverkusen fan. We have a, a Werder Bremen fan, which bless his soul for uh, going through that gut-riching season last year. <laughs> and we just have a nice, co a nice collective of people that like different teams. So we kind of just come together, enjoy not only our clubs, but Bundes the Bundesliga as a whole. That sounds amazing. And how could somebody get in touch with you if they just wanted to make sure you're there or, you know, or maybe link up with the fan club? So we have a Twitter and a Facebook group under the same name, De uh, Brunstad, Kansas City. Um, for Twitter, just follow us there, just a simple ad. Um, if you're going to follow us on Facebook, perfect. You'll have to send me an in invitation and I'll add you right then and there. If you tell us that you found us uh, through this, I would love to know just to see how far this reaches out and I would love to see where we can go from here. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, maybe we should also clarify what your name actually signifies because I guess not everybody is fluent in German. Which is, which is funny uh, because I don't know German real well, but half of our group of our Dortmund group knows German and half of the half of the Bundesliga group knows German. So die Brunnenstadt or Brunnenstadt means fountain city. And how Jason came up with that name is that our city nickname, Kansas City, is the city of fountains. I believe we have, I think it's the most fountains in the United States. I can't say world. Um, so we have the most fountains here in the United States, which kind of rivals Paris, France. So we also get the moniker Paris of the Plains because of the fountains. Things you learn when you talk about Borussia Dortmund, man, okay, mm -hmm. Fountain City, I gotta check that out. So maybe to yeah, wrap this up, is there anything you want to share with the fans out there? Something, you know, that's special about your club or maybe an experience you had together? Hit me. For us being in the middle of the country, I know you've talked to people in Baltimore. You've talked to Los Angeles. You've talked to San Francisco. Um, I'm blanking on other names, but... Here in the middle of the United States, where people think these are just flyover states where we just want where you just want to go to the coast, we have a nice solid group of people that are determined, that are passionate about Borussia Dortmund and other 
fan clubs as well. And we want to welcome anybody that wants to join in for a nice half liter and a vice versa and a pretzel on a Saturday morning and just be raucous for 90 minutes. Hey, you got me sold and it sounds very inviting. So here, here, I would love to also come around these ways um, at some point. Um, I have to admit, I think the furthest I've been into that area was maybe, I don't know, Kentucky, Indiana. So I still have ways to go when it comes to the central US. Um, but what better way to do it than, you know, hang out with a bunch of rowdy Dortmund fans. Yeah, come, come to the heartland, the heartland of America, the heartland of the Borussia Dortmund fan club of the United States. Awesome. Will do. Andrew, thank you so much for being on and sharing the Brunnenstadt Borussen uh, here on Believe in Borussia. Thank you. And now, without further ado, the conversation you have been waiting for, we've all witnessed history Sunday the 12th of September when the BVB ladies played the club's first ever official women's league game and they did it in style, winning an 8-0 triumph We pre-recorded this interview to accommodate Swenja, who's extremely busy, as you can imagine, running a soccer department at a club like Borussia Dortmund. So I'm super grateful and happy that she agreed to do the interview in English so all of you soccer and women's soccer fans out there, and I know there's a lot here in North America, can get the real inside scoop straight from the source. It is my great pleasure to have with us today Svenja Schlenka from Borussia Dortmund, who heads the women's soccer team department at Borussia Dortmund. Um, and the team will start into its first maiden season this very year. So um, a great pleasure to have her on. And we're going to speak about a little bit about Svenja herself, um, the history of the team, some of its goals. So I can't wait to get started. Svenja, thank you so much for being here. Hi, <laughs> nice, to, nice to be here. Maybe we can just start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. What is your background? How do you end up becoming the head of the women's team department at a club like Borussia Dortmund? Okay, as, a, as you already know, um, my name is Svenja. I'm 38 years old and um, yeah, a BBB fan since I was a young girl, um, as most of the fans, I think. And um, I started working for the best club in the world in um, 2007. So it's more than 14 years now. And until October last year, I um, was responsible for our youngest and oldest fans and also for our big events. Means um, it was the kids club. Um, we had a working football team. And if there was a season opening, for example, um, with over 30,000 fans in front of our stadium, this was, was my part. And I also played uh, football for many years. I started when I was 14 years old. And um, when I started working for BBB, I asked myself and of course our board um, why there's no women's team wearing the black and yellow jersey. So when we decided to establish women's football, um, I was asked to lead this new department. And uh, yeah, here we are and I'm very happy about that. 
Wow. So basically, you did a fantastic job hosting all these family days at Borussia Dortmund. And you've been always in the ear of the board about a women's soccer team. And that's enough. You're just so passionate. <laughs> yeah, that's, but uh, yeah, by now I'm only responsible for the women's team. So um, yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I, I think that's, um, yeah, that's a great sign of respect uh, for the body of work that you already had at the club, you know, because knowing Borussia Dortmund a little bit, It's not a club where, where things are taken lightly and, you know, people are just um, throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. I think the club always wants to do something the proper way. So they put in proper people, um, you know, with the, with the needed resources. So you already told us how long you've been with Dortmund, since 2007. Mm -hmm. When did the women's team become more realistic um, shot? Like when did this topic first surface and people were responding to you like Swenya, you know what we might do it um yes i i already told you um that the idea was always in our mind especially on my mind um but our women's handball team was pushed more and more over the years and our board just focused on on them um but in nine, uh, 2019 um, we noticed that there, we are not following the right uh, spirit of time, having no women's football team. So uh, we had no answer when we were asked why girls and women aren't able to play football wearing the black and yellow jersey. And um, yeah, in addition to that, we felt our fans are also open-minded about that topic. And that's, that's why we decided to, to start. Wow. And... I know Reinhard Raubal, the president, is a big handball fan. Yeah, he is. Is he also a big champion of the women's soccer team? Yeah, he has to. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, just just kidding. Um, he is, and um, he uh, joined the team um, at the first friendly, and he will also uh, take part on Sunday when we have our uh, first uh, match. Great. So, and I already saw that the ladies supported the handball ladies um, mm -hmm. in the stand. Yeah. So that's kind of cool to see that there's some, you know, within the club also um, a little lap over. Because I feel like soccer is obviously perceived very isolated or insulated because it's so big, especially the, the men's team. But there are obviously other departments within the club and they're also part of Borussia Dortmund and what makes the club tick. So it's nice to see there is a little bit of a back and forth there and a little bit of joint support. Maybe you can talk about the survey that you did and how that whole process got about. Because you said there was interest uh, or an openness from the fans, but why did you choose to ask them about it instead of just sort of like coming to an agreement within the club? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think to establish a women's team after so many years of having none um, was a very big decision. So the board and me decided to ask all of our members over 18 um, what's their opinion. And our fans wanted us to play women's football. And through the survey, we wanted to make sure they are really interested and stand behind our way, our Dortmund way. Um, 
we just wanted to know which way to choose and if it's the the, the right way to to uh, start in the lowest division and um, there was also the option for example to to buy a license from from a club playing already Bundesliga you know um, we, we we just wanted to involve them and and you did how was the feedback how many people participated obviously the choice was to start organically in a sense and at the bottom yeah. was that the clear-cut favorite or was it very close oh it it, it was really clear um, we asked about uh, 50,000 uh, of our members and um, 11,000 of them uh, responded, and I think it was about 80 percent who uh, decided to uh, go the Dortmund way means to to start in the in the lowest division that's pretty cool and you know just for people that don't know Dortmund has around I want to say I'm 155,000 members to yeah. take yeah so you asked the third of them um that's that's pretty you know that's pretty representative sample I want to say and I you know yeah and a very high uh, response I think yeah that's it's not normal for, for other surveys. Yeah. If, if you're in that business of surveying or marketing, you know that it's a pretty decent response rate for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, do you think this has also something to do with um, women in general being more involved in, in soccer on and off the pitch, you know, with more fans in the stadium? If you think back to Dortmund when you were, you know, a little girl, it was still mm -hmm. a very manly affair in the stadium and, you know, on TV. Do you think... Um, this moving a little bit more into the center of society and more women being involved um, was sort of like the, yeah, the basis for this, the base? Um, yeah, maybe. Um, as you said, it, it turned into more female uh, fans. That's, that's true. And uh, more and more girls and uh, women uh, play football. So, um, yeah, if, if I have a look um, at the stadium on a match day, I would say every fourth um, person is, is female. So, um, yeah, maybe this, this is the reason. Yeah. And, and the, the people that ask you, why don't you have a women's team? Where does all, where does all women or where are men, kids? Oh, all of them. It was a... a a mixture yeah yeah that's that's my feeling because I, I think like you said right the the, the sign of times where like mm -hmm. women's soccer was becoming more and more popular um all big teams started having if they didn't have already a women's department they they founded one and if they had one they started investing more um so yeah um do you think apart from you know that very core reasoning of like hey you should have a women's department because it's just the right thing to do it's also a smart business play does a top club in europe have to have a man and a women's department for the future yes it's it's a requirement by the fans yeah okay mostly by the fans um so taking it a step back again maybe you can tell us a little bit what it looked like in assembling the team. So now you decide, okay, we want to start at the bottom. So that means you're not buying any big stars, but you have to find talent, you know, from somewhere to start your 
team. And then there's also COVID and Corona. So you can't just like walk around and meet people. How did you get the team together? <laughs> that was a little bit tricky. Um, first of all, we, we thought about of uh, how should the squad be? And um, now we have a mixture of young and older experienced girls from di different uh, divisions. And um, yeah, because of the COVID regulations, we were not allowed to see hundreds of players personally one day. This was our dream before, but yeah, um, we had no chance to, to do that. So we asked all the interested girls uh, to apply by video in the first step. And then we selected 50 of them and um, scouted uh, respectively 25 on two different days. And yeah, I can proudly say our squad includes 24 players for, for now. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So obviously a big tryout with hundreds or even thousands of girls wasn't possible, but yeah. you still apparently saw a lot of talent. How many videos do you get? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, we, we got uh, 150. And I think that's, that's a good uh, number because it's not that easy to, to uh, shoot a video. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but that was really okay. Yeah, because I suppose you asked them quite a bunch of things to do, right? Do mm -hmm. like some practices with the ball, go to a pitch. It wasn't a selfie video where they said, hi, my name is so-and-so and I want to play for you. Yeah, this this was a part of it, but um, yeah, they they really had to show um, what they are what they're able to to do with the ball on the on the pitch and so on. So you basically had to come up with a couple of tasks for them, and then everybody had to do them, and then you compared them video versus video. Mm-hmm. Hours, wow. hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it took very much time. W was it? fun all the way or was it only fun in the beginning and got a little dragged out at the end no it it was um it was fun all the time um also it, it took us about two days i, I think um but pretty fast i was very proud to, to see um all those girls who are um, really in love with with bbb and um most of them said hey, it's, it's it's my my biggest dream to to wear this um nice jersey and to play for those at Dortmund um so yeah that that was very very nice to know so are all those 24 girls fans of Borussia Dortmund too yeah they are <laughs> i think all of the 150 <laughs> girls um uh, are fans of the of uh, Borussia Dortmund. That's pretty cool. A little different than on the men's side, I want to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a different starting point. It will change uh, during the years, I think. But um, at the moment, we are fully black and yellow in the whole team. That's how the men started out too, you know, 1909. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All fans. I'm just so curious about that video process, though. Like. So now, okay, you've made a decision, you're scouting a team, and then you get to see potential players for the first time after probably doing a thousand and one things that had nothing to do with on the soccer, on the pitch soccer. Um, 
were you a little concerned that you wouldn't find enough talent or was it evident at the beginning like wow there are so many good girls we're going to have a hard time cutting this down yeah last one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was no problem and uh, i wasn't anxious at all it, uh, i knew from the beginning that that uh, it won't be a problem to to uh, find uh, good and ambitious squad. Are you still playing a little bit in and around Dortmund yourself so that you knew or, or how did you know? You just attend women's soccer games? Uh, I um, stopped playing I think four or five years ago and um, yeah I know some some of the girls. Um, I, for example I Play together with them or or against, um, mm. and I knew that there was there was always um, a high interest in um, playing for for BBB one day. Awesome, and I want to talk about uh, some you know of your goals long term later. But just now that you have assembled a team, where do you see them quality wise? I feel they're probably a little better than their league right now. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree totally. And and but where would they come in if they're not like bottom league? What do you think? Uh, I think two divisions higher. That's pretty good. So yeah, not all of them, mm -hmm. but the yeah, maybe half of them. Yeah. Yeah, that sets the tone for I guess the upcoming uh, first official game of the Borussia Dortmund's women team. I saw that you have. I'm also a mix of like older and younger uh, girls and women on there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that part of the strategy to sort of like um, have some veterans, you know, with, with dependable skill, but also bring in some young ones that maybe are a little rough around the edges, but so they can grow with the team? Yeah. Um, first of all, it's, it's normal in, in women's football. Um, our youngest player is 17 and our oldest is uh, 38. <laughs> so, but that's, that's quite normal. And yeah, as you said, of course, it would be very nice to, to have one or two girls who uh, are starting with us now and um, go all the way up to, to the Bundesliga. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Would be a nice story. Um, we will see. A couple of local heroes that rose from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I mean, that's a little bit of that romance that may have been lost here and there, you know, in between some oh, of the yeah. big business oh, yeah. of soccer. So, um, well, that's kind of a question I was asking myself anyway. I see some similarities there in a way in the appeal Uh, with the Borussia Dortmund second team or the amateurs, how they're sometimes still called, probably the team being a little closer to the base, more approachable by fans. Um, you're just, you know, regular um, players that also still have jobs and, and live in and around the city. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that is a strong appeal of the women's team? Or do you, I don't know, is there, what's the, the biggest selling point for you, apart from obviously finally having a women's team? Like, what's their strength? What makes them special? Um, yeah, I, I just go back to, to the result of the survey um, because it, it said totally 
what I, um, it was totally clear um, that our members and fans wanted us to start in the lowest division because for them it's kind of important to to go back to the roots just having a nice afternoon um, at old playgrounds with beer and German brat, bratwurst uh, for example and it seems to be important to have um, a counter program to the high class football um, in Bundesliga and Champions League that's yeah that's that's what I feel and um, yeah because uh, yeah it's it's the best way to 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 get this feeling for the fans yeah and I think it's also just about honesty and integrity in a sense right to to pay your dues and not cut corners by buying a license um, but, mm, but do it yeah. the right way work for it and then get rewarded yeah yeah totally true so how was the immediate reception from the fans from the press from the city you've had a couple of games so far friendlies um what's your has the interest been large if i don't know people from all over germany or even further reached out to you now um tell us a little bit about that <laughs> oh it was totally crazy <laughs> i didn't really um expect this high interest um Fans came to watch training sessions, and um, as you know, more than 100, no, 1,300 fans came to our first friendly. That's pretty crazy, I think. Um, the fans join us uh, on away game, games, and I think within five or six weeks, um, we've had over 18,000 followers on, on Instagram on our own women's account. And yeah, we had a lot of requests for for uh, interviews. Uh, broadcasters casters joined us, and yeah, today I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm talking in English, not that good, but I hope uh, <laughs> you all know what I wanted to to say. So um, yeah, crazy times with all this interest from all over the world. <laughs> First of all. Uh, your English is great. Typical German, always acting like they don't speak English, <laughs> even though they speak it just fine. Trust me, I'm German. I know what I'm talking about. Secondly, if you're not following the ladies on Instagram yet, do so. You should because, you know, it gives you a great sort of like peek into the day-to-day -day of the women's team and the newest addition to the Borussia Dortmund club. And thirdly, question for you. What was the, I don't know, the craziest interview or, or press Uh, connection that you that you had the last couple of weeks I wouldn't say craziest I wouldn't say the the biggest one um, we have a, a big TV channel Sky maybe you, you know this uh, channel also in the US I, I don't know yeah people are probably familiar because of the Premier League yeah okay cool and um, they joined us to um, produce an own um, a documentary? Yeah, just part of a big, um, it's a documentary um, of Borussia Dortmund and um, we, we are part of it now. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, I think. <laughs> that is pretty cool. So they followed you around for like a day or a week and, and, and sort of like filmed the team? Yeah, they, they, they followed us for, I think, three days. Um, One day with just interviews. Um, one day we had a had a friendly, 
and they joined us um, at the training sessions and interviewed some of the players and the coaches and so on. Well, that brings me to another interesting topic. How is your um, relationship with the players? How close is it? And how are they reacting to all this heightened attention? Because I feel it must be quite um, yeah, a strange feeling for one. You know, like you said, there are some young players, even the older ones, you know, where they are usually doing their job and now they're playing soccer like they did before maybe, but all of a sudden it's Borussia Dortmund and their training camp looks a lot nicer, at least I think. I don't know, when I see the photos, I don't think that's a normal 7th Division women's training camp. And then Sky comes and BBC and ask you all these things, like how are they reacting, how they're taking it and how are you helping them along the way? First of all, our um, relationship is pretty good and 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 close but um they accept uh, accept me um as her her boss <laughs> um i'm not of their their um their friend as i know it from from my own football career mm. um i'm not in the team but i'm i'm there to 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 help the team and if they have any questions i i will always answer and um the girls really do a pretty good job um, because, as I said, it's, everything is new for them. Everything is very exciting, and um, yeah, I'm I'm proud of them. Yeah. So, what's the the atmosphere right now in the team? The first official match is coming up. They've do you know been doing the promo tour, the friendlies. Like, I what is is it? Are they all excited? Are they, are they feeling pressure? What, what, do you, what can you tell us from the locker room? Uh, there, there's a, a little bit pressure, of course, because on, on Sunday we have to play for three points the first time. But I think the posit, uh, positive ex excitement is, is bigger. And they are all looking forward um, to Sunday. Um, there will be more than a thousand fans. I think a lot of um, families from from the players, and um, yeah, they will have a, a very nice support. So hopefully, we're gonna win. <laughs> I mean, from everything that I hear and saw, I think this is a highly likely uh, yeah occasion. I mean, honestly, you you have great talent there. You've given them preparation that I think is not normal for a team in, in that division. Um, I think we, we can all, you know, positively aim for obviously a promotion um, and with it, a lots of wins. So obviously soccer is a crazy game and who knows, you know, a penalty here, something, something there and things may swift. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful. And for fans in the US, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you too. And by the way, just out of curiosity, would it be fair to say your position is something similar to what, what Michael Zork is with the men or <laughs> something like that? I'm I handle with different jobs at the moment, I think. <laughs> maybe a little bit of Michael Zork, maybe a little 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 bit of uh Akivatske. Um, maybe a little bit of Carsten Kramer. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So for everyone else, obviously Zork, the sporting director, 
uh, Aki Watzke, our CEO and manager, um, you know, club manager, and then Carsten Kramer at the head of marketing. So, um, yeah, I guess lots of hats um, to wear <laughs> yeah. um, in a new department with, that's still growing themselves. You know, your team is probably also still, you know, only at the beginning. What's your team looking like? Um, it's you and? And another colleague. We are a two-man show. And then the coach, I suppose? Uh, yeah, three coaches and um, two advisors. Um, it's, a, it's a former player, Christian Chin. Mm. He played um, at, at Borussia Dortmund um, at the end of the 90s. Yes. And he's yeah he's now an, an agent for female players and um, yeah he has a he has a big n network so um, I think in the future this this will help us and we have a, a former female player Annika Kran she's very famous here in in, in this region World Cup winner and World Cup winner yeah yeah and. Um, Yeah, both of them will help me to um, find a good strategy in middle and long term. Well, that's pretty cool. And I mean, yeah, Christian Tim, he won, I think, at least the 96 German Championship with Dortmund. He was on that squad. He may have already been on there in 95. So, you know, he knows what it takes to win, obviously. And as I just mentioned, Anika Kahn, um, she got kept a ton of times for Germany won the Euros, won the World Cup. So lots of experience there as well. That's pretty great. And um, yeah, like you said, that seems like a long-term play because, um, you know, where we want to start at the bottom, Borussia Dortmund is obviously also a very ambitious club and that's not where we want to continue playing for the long term. So maybe on that note, can you outline for us a rough timeline of when you want to play first division Bundesliga and what other goals do you have? long term and that could be anything from i don't know own women's stadium um a certain i don't know a title that you're you know aiming towards whatever kpi um <laughs> please hit us oh, puts uh, some pressure on me to <laughs> to to think about what to say now um of course we want to play bundesliga as fast as possible but I will never say we, we want to reach this goal um, into the next uh, or within the next seven or ten years as fast as possible. That would be great. Um, but it won't get easier um, yep. the, the, the higher we, we play. And um, yeah, we, we, we will come together in October to um, find a strategy. Um, regarding the mid and long term means um, how many teams will we establish in the in the next year? Um, should we have uh, younger teams, for example, to to have our our own stars um, or our own talents, um, which which can play one day for for our women's team and. Um, Yeah, the, the biggest goal for the moment is to win our first match, our first season match on Sunday. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but I guess that's the challenge of your job right now. You have to balance the short-term needs, um, sort of like with the long-term vision. And I think an academy 
especially a girls' academy would be great. Um, would that be something that you would also maybe eventually in a couple of years look to extend beyond Germany? Yeah, yeah, that that would be great. Um, we already have an uh, have the academy, the football academy. Um, I think you are you are familiar with it in the U.S. because um, we, there are also uh, training sessions. Um, maybe we can we can work together. Maybe we can find a strategy to to um, uh, compare the the academy with our young female talents or something like that. And um, we really have to think about how much we can grow the next years because you need a lot of infrastructure for that. And that's not given at the moment. So, yeah, we will see. So the, basically the biggest challenge for you is to become self-sustainable with talent in a sense. Of, mm -hmm. Obviously, there will also always be transfers, but, but you want to provide a base of players from within is that correct yeah that's correct and this is the way the 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 boys do so um this, this stands for bbb yeah 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 well obviously the moniker of having all that young talent doesn't you know doesn't just appear out of thin air you know as you said you have to invest build the infrastructure get the coaches get pitches yeah. um yeah um yeah so Lots of work to do there for you on the horizon. Of course. <laughs> so how can fans in US follow your work, follow the first team? Is is it possible to watch it somewhere? Is there a streaming opportunity? Oh yes it is. Um with our own Twitch channel, um where all the matches um will be streamed. Or the, the home matches will be streamed, uh, hopefully also the the, uh, the, the away games. Um, we're working on that, and um, yeah, we already mentioned uh, our Instagram channel. It's at bvb 9 frauen Maybe you can just put it in the in, into the show notes, and you can keep yourself updated on our homepage. Um, it's not translated yet, but um, maybe you you can uh, find some information there. Great. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool that you can watch it too. You know, I feel like um, obviously it's a very different experience of fandom here. Um, you know, fans here will probably be less about, oh, that's great. I can just walk to the stadium and have a beer because they can't. But maybe it's similar as in like, hey, I can just turn on Twitch and watch it there instead of having to pay for a broadcaster for this match and for yeah. another broadcaster for that match. And um, yeah, you know, and have it called by probably more Dortmund-friendly staff. <laughs> 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 and you know be obviously within the community that watches those games too which i think is you know likely more intimate than than say a champions league game yeah final question what was your biggest challenge in getting here to this day to your first official match um <sighs> Pretty hard to answer. <laughs> um, I have to think about that. We we just had, I think, six weeks um, to to come together to um, 
come together as a team and the development week by week was very high and um, yeah I didn't um, expect that that's going that fast and um, I of course saw every friendly match and um, it got better and better match by match and that in a in a very very short um, time so that's what makes me very proud and that's what I'm surprised of. Great. So the progress has been much faster than you anticipated. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did. I just, uh, just wanted to confirm that we are on the same page. Well, I guess we can all watch the progress you've made on Twitch. Uh, the Sunday. Sunday at? Uh, 3 p.m. So that's 9 in the morning East Coast or... Uh, six in the morning Pacific time, but you can watch the stream in real life as well, I'm sure. So if you want to uh, watch it a little later, you should. An historic event, um, <laughs> Russia Dortmund's yeah. first time official women's team. Um, it only took a little over 100 years, um, you know, to get us there. To be fair, it's not all on Dortmund. Uh, obviously, um, women's soccer had a lot of obstacles to overcome in the last hundred years within the society, within the FA, which forbade women's soccer for a time. Yeah, don't underestimate, I think, the, the historic impact. And I think you should be very proud. And, you know, thank you for your engagement and putting that thought into the head of the boardroom uh, some 10, 15 years ago. And, um, yeah, I hope um, you will enjoy this too and have a chance to, you know, cheer on it with your colleagues and uh, enjoy it very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. And yeah, um, good luck for the game and for the rest of the season. And we will be closely watching. Thank you again for tuning in to Believe in Borussia presented by Bet Online. If you enjoyed this episode and our podcast, please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts Hit that subscribe button. Be sure to be back next week. And until then, a black and yellow shout out across America. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.